morning. morning. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we ask you to speak. Enrich our minds, touch our hearts, strengthen our resolve. All for the glory of your name. In Christ's name, amen. You may be seated. This morning, I want to do something a little bit different than what I normally do in a sermon. In fact, this morning may feel a bit more like teaching than a sermon. Rather than preaching from a specific passage of Scripture or from a biblical theme, this morning I want to discuss the three primary forms of Christian spirituality. And I'll warn you, this is going to be a lot. So I want you to know that ahead of time and be prepared to take it in. Please follow along as best as you can because I think it will benefit you. Christian spirituality has to do with the ways that we as Christians devote ourselves to worship and to life as the people of God. Now in your time here at Living Faith, or perhaps in another Anglican church, or maybe in a church in another denomination, you might have heard this phrase, three streams. Raise your hand if you've heard that before, just so I have a better idea of where we're coming from. Okay. Many of you have heard this phrase before, and many of you have not. Regardless, I think we can benefit from unpacking what this phrase means this morning. Three streams is a way of talking about the different traditions of spirituality which have developed in the church and are present today. Sometimes people will say that these three streams comprise one river. So imagine three streams of water, distinct and separate, flowing down from the mountains. Each of those streams has power and beauty on its own, but eventually all of these streams are going to converge into one river, one river that runs the length of that valley. That one river, it's more beautiful and it's more powerful than any of those three streams on their own. We can think of the church as one river. The church is one river, and then within the church there are three streams of spirituality. Each form of spirituality is beautiful and powerful and distinct, but together they comprise one river, one river which is more beautiful and more powerful than any of those individual spiritualities on their own. This morning, I want to do a few things. I want to explain what these three streams are. I want to share with you about how these streams interact with one another, and then I want to talk about how it is that we seek to integrate them here at Living Faith. In the bulletin, I provided you with a handout, and uh, please take notes if, you, if you're inclined to do so. I've broken that handout up into three sections, three sections for the three streams, and in each of those sections are four questions which I will do my best to answer this morning. You will have to jump around a little bit in the handout, um, so I encourage you to follow along and write down words or phrases that stick out to you as best as you can. So... To begin, what are these three streams? One way of describing the streams is first, scripture, second, sacrament, and third, spirit. You can see on the handout that I have these titles in parentheses. But the way I want to refer to these streams this morning, and I'll do so consistently, is the first of all, the evangelical stream, which coincides with scripture. So first, the evangelical stream. Second, the Catholic slash liturgical stream, which coincides with sacrament. 
But the second is the Catholic liturgical stream. And third, the charismatic stream, which coincides with the Spirit. On your handout, these are the three fill-in-the-blanks. Now, I want you to keep in mind this morning that these are general categories. And I'm going to be painting with very broad brushstrokes this morning. So recognize that as I, I may be skipping some things, or I may even say some things which contradict your own personal experience. So, to begin, let's start with the evangelical stream, the scripture stream. What is it? The evangelical stream of spirituality puts emphasis on the Word of God. The Word of God which reveals the gospel. The gospel that all human beings, by faith in the atoning sacrifice of Christ, can be saved. This word, evangelical, comes from the Greek word evangelion, which means gospel or good news. So here are a few characteristics of the evangelical stream of spirituality. First of all, the evangelical stream emphasizes the Bible. And because it does so, when it comes to worship, times of worship together, the evangelical stream puts a priority on preaching and teaching. Sometimes you may see sermons lasting anywhere between 30 minutes to an hour, sometimes longer. In personal spirituality, the evangelical stream really emphasizes personal Bible study and memorization. This goes hand in hand with the belief that everyone should be able to read the Bible. And therefore, it needs to be translated into your language, and not just your language, but the vernacular, so that you can understand it, the common language. This also means that all people need to have access to God's Word. So we need to make copies of the Bible and proliferate it around the world so people have access to the treasure of the Scriptures. Third, because it emphasizes faith in the Gospel, the evangelical stream often incorporates into worship services our presentation of the Gospel. You may see altar calls or special prayers to receive Christ. Finally, the evangelical stream puts a large emphasis on the need for personal witness, that, that you and I have the need for, to, to be evangelists and missionaries in the world so that people in our community and around the world may have the opportunity to hear the gospel and therefore to be saved. Well, that's the evangelical stream. How about the Catholic liturgical stream? What is it? The Catholic liturgical stream puts emphasis on the historical and the traditional worship of God through the sacraments, which Christ commanded us to take part in, and through the ceremonies of the church. So through the sacraments and through the ceremonies of the church. This word Catholic comes from the Greek word katholikos, which means universal. So this word Catholic is a way of describing the whole church, the whole church throughout time and space, and yes, spanning denominations or individual bodies. The word liturgical comes from the Greek word liturgia, which means the work of the people. So when we say liturgical, essentially we're talking about the ceremonies of the church, which we join in together as the people of God. So here are a few characteristics of the Catholic liturgical stream. First of all, it's very aware of the history of the church, that the story of God's people in the New Covenant spans 2,000 years, and not just a few hundred wherever you might want to place it. It believes that traditional liturgical worship has deep roots, which have stood the test of time, and that says something. Second, the Catholic liturgical stream emphasizes the sacraments. It believes that baptism and the Lord's Supper are more than just symbols, 
but they're actually ways in which God mediates His presence and His grace to us. And therefore, it makes sense that we would want to participate in those sacraments as often as possible. This also means that liturgy and the sacraments as mediators of God can carry us along even when we might not have the right feelings in a given worship service. The Catholic liturgical stream also puts emphasis on form and beauty. There's a sense that outward symbolism and aesthetic beauty reminds us that God is majestic, that God is worthy of worship and therefore calls us upward to praise Him. Worship spaces are often full of symbols and aesthetic works like crosses and candles and colors and vestments and stained glass and works of art. Finally, because the history of the church and the traditional interpretation of Scripture are important to the Catholic liturgical stream, there is a high emphasis on theological education. This means that there's an emphasis that clergy be trained and ordained. They, they might guard and minister the ministry of the church, which has been since the time of the apostles. So that's the Catholic liturgical stream. The third stream, the charismatic stream, what is it? The charismatic stream puts emphasis on the Holy Spirit, the power and presence of God, which he poured out upon the church at Pentecost and continues to pour out today. This word charismatic comes from the Greek word charisma, which means gift. And so essentially, charismatic is a way of saying God's spirit is a gift and God's Spirit gives unique gifts to the people of God, spiritual gifts. So here are, a few stream, here are a few characteristics of this charismatic stream. First of all, the charismatic stream emphasizes the presence of God through His Spirit. What that means is that it has a unique emphasis on the fact that God is living and active. This leads charismatics to put a special emphasis on the experience and the emotional connection with God, ways in which God causes us to encounter Him. In corporate worship, there may be often long, drawn-out times of praise and worship, which are meant to give people a chance to be expressive and to have a deep emotional encounter with God. Second, the charismatic stream emphasizes the fact that every believer should be seeking the presence and power of the Holy Spirit in their life. Often this means there's a great concern for inner transformation and for holiness because God's Spirit is the one who sanctifies us. In addition, since the Holy Spirit has given spiritual gifts to every Christian, the charismatic stream has an expectancy that God's Spirit is going to use those gifts. From gifts of teaching to mercy to tongues to healing, the charismatic stream makes room for God's Spirit to work through the gifts of the Spirit. Finally, the charismatic stream has historically also given focus to God's concern for the poor and the marginalized, recognizing God's Spirit doesn't show favoritism. In fact, God's Spirit often shows up in places and with people that we might not expect. So these are the three streams of Christian spirituality. Here's the thing. Most often, Individual denominations or individual churches and especially individual people 
will focus on one stream to the detriment of the others. For example, we can see this in denominations. The evangelical stream is exemplified most often in Baptist, Bible church, or non-denominational, or Reformed churches, or even in Methodist and Presbyterian churches. The Catholic stream is seen most clearly in the Roman Catholic Church, no surprise there, but also in the Eastern Orthodox and Episcopal churches. The charismatic stream is found first and foremost in Pentecostal or holiness and Methodist and charismatic non-denominational churches, but it also shows up across the board in mainline Protestant or even Roman Catholic churches. Each of these denominations tends and I'm saying tends for emphasis, tends to be characterized by one stream, or at most two. You might be aware, and I hope you're aware, in your own personal spirituality, which of these streams you have more of an affinity to, and perhaps more experience with. I don't know if you've spent much time engaging with personality profiles, uh, like Myers-Briggs or the DISC profile, my wife has recently taken the Enneagram test, which is the craze right now. She's encouraging me to do so, and I'm resisting, but I will probably eventually do so. <laughs> These kinds of things are really valuable for us because they help us understand our personalities, strengths and weaknesses. And it also helps us to understand how uh, other personalities interact with our own. Inherent in the personality profile theory is an understanding that no one personality has it all. That no one personality has it all right. The same is true when it comes to the three streams. While individually we might have our own personalities and our preferences in terms of personal spirituality, corporately as a church, if we allow ourselves to major on one stream, it means that two streams are missing or neglected. And I would say that that is a problem. It's a problem because each of the three streams has blind spots. Each of the three streams has potential imbalances. And what's more, often, those imbalances or blind spots are corrected by the strengths of the other two streams. Let me show you what I mean this morning. The evangelical stream has weaknesses. One of the weaknesses of the evangelical stream is that it often has a cerebral approach. Likewise, it can tend to see things in a really black and white sort of way. Mystery is not seen as something that valuable. What this means is that evangelicals can often be skeptical or judgmental towards other forms of Christian spirituality. Second, the evangelical stream also has a tendency towards legalism. Now, it's a bit paradoxical because evangelicals embrace the need for faith in the gospel. But nevertheless, the evangelical stream often requires people to live a very certain kind of lifestyle, which often means very narrow boundaries. And often, the quality of your faith is then judged by a very strict rubric of behavior. Finally, because the evangelical stream emphasizes the need for personal faith, it has a strong tendency to focus on the individual needs of people while neglecting the importance of the corporate church. The other two streams 
have something to say to the evangelical stream when it comes to these weaknesses. First of all, the Catholic liturgical stream helps correct it by reminding it of the history and the traditions of the church, as well as the importance of beauty and mystery. The charismatic stream helps correct it by reminding it that God's Spirit is the one who calls us to faith. And God's Spirit is the one who allows us to understand the words of Scripture. And that God's Spirit is still speaking today, often in miraculous ways, which we may or may not understand with our minds. The Catholic liturgical stream has weaknesses. Because it focuses on the need for liturgy and sacrament, sometimes worship within this stream can become dead and become ritualistic and empty. It tends to focus on the history and the liturgy itself, as opposed to what the history and the liturgy do for the people of God. Second, because the Catholic liturgical stream emphasizes the universal church, it tends to prioritize the corporate institution of the church over the individual. The Catholic liturgical stream is also guilty of clericalism, where clergy are often seen as morally and spiritually superior, and the laity can be seen pretty much as spectators. Which means that finally, often the Catholic liturgical stream can fail to call people to personal commitment to Christ, which entails passion and devotion and Christian living. The other two streams have something to say to the Catholic liturgical stream when it comes to these weaknesses. The evangelical stream helps correct it by reminding it of the need for personal faith and conversion. And that all believers, all believers, are called to be ministers of the gospel. The charismatic stream helps correct it by reminding it of the need for vibrance and of personal experience and encounter with God, even within the liturgy and the sacraments of the church. Finally, the charismatic stream has weaknesses. Because it emphasizes intuition and feelings and experience, the charismatic stream can often neglect form and substance. This can lead it to become even anti-intellectual, believing that theological study is unnecessary or even more so a hindrance. When this happens, there can be a lack of self-awareness or ignorance. Second, the charismatic stream tends to see enthusiasm or outward expressions of experience with God as the sign of God's presence. Because of this, the charismatic stream is uniquely susceptible to imitation or to false expressions of the Spirit. Finally, because of its high value on certain experiences of the Spirit and the charismatic giftings, The charismatic stream can often promote insider ways of speaking. It can also be guilty of creating barriers which keep people out who do not have the same experience. The other two streams have something to say to the charismatic stream when it comes to these weaknesses. The evangelical stream helps it by by reminding it that worship and expression must have substance and that God's word is more authoritative than our experience. The Catholic liturgical stream helps correct it by reminding it that form and order and the sacraments 
are channels by which God's Spirit moves. Each of the three streams has something to say to the other two. Each has power and beauty in and of itself, and yet each has weaknesses which need to be corrected. What I think this means, I think this means for us as Christians individually, but especially as Christians corporately, is that all three streams are essential to a fully formed Christian spirituality within the church. All three streams are essential to a fully formed Christian spirituality within the church. Let's be honest. It is really much easier to focus on one or two to the detriment of the others. This is just normal human behavior. At Living Faith, we're seeking to hold the tension between these three streams. A fellow Anglican priest and friend, Winfield Bevins, who's a pastor in Kentucky, has said this, in Anglicanism, one finds a place to live out these diverse dimensions of the faith together in a beautiful tapestry. When these dimensions are woven together, they offer for us and the world a balanced model for Christian life and for practice. You probably notice already some of the ways in which this is the case, or at least we attempt to make this the case at Living Faith. For example, in our corporate times of worship together, which are the most visible. Because of the evangelical stream, we spend a good portion of time reading God's Word and hearing preaching from Scripture. We call people to repent and to put their faith in Christ. Each of you must put your faith in Christ personally. And we emphasize the call for all of you to be ministers of the gospel, not just here, but to be involved in taking the gospel to the nations. Because of the Catholic liturgical stream, we celebrate the liturgy and the traditions of the church. This is our rich heritage. We share together in the sacraments as often as possible, which means that we have Holy Communion each week and we participate in baptism as often as there is occasion. We believe that God can make His present known to us through these things. And even if you walk in here without feeling close to God, God can still get close to you. Because of the charismatic stream, we expect God to show up in our times of worship and fellowship together. We try to make room for His presence and His voice so that people can have a genuine experience of Him. We make space for the use of all spiritual gifts, including the more outwardly charismatic gifts. God is at work. Let's let Him do His thing. We do these things because we believe that holding the tension between these three streams does several important things for us. First of all, it, it makes us healthier. Now, I don't know about you, but I gravitate towards vegetables and meat. I really don't care all that much about bread and sweets and fruit. Um, my wife is probably the opposite. We probably all gravitate towards certain food groups over the others. You can survive by focusing on one food group to the detriment of the others. The problem is you're malnourished. Even if you don't like it, you need fruit. You need vegetables. You need protein. And yes, I think you even need carbs. It's really quite similar 
with the three streams. We can survive with one or two, but I think we'll be spiritually malformed, spiritually malnourished. Each of the three streams offers nutrients to us, and to say no to one of them is essentially to impoverish yourself. It's to say, no, I would rather be less healthy. Hopefully we wouldn't make that choice volitionally. Second of all, we believe that holding this tension makes us more unified. We have people here in this church from all different backgrounds, from different ethnicities, from different personalities, and certainly in different preferences of spirituality. Holding these things together helps hold us together. It helps hold us together into one body. You may not resonate with one stream as much as you resonate with another, but hopefully you recognize that the church, the church as one body, needs them all. So it makes us more unified. Third of all, it makes us more missional. The healthier we are and the more unified that we are, the more effective we are in our witness. What's more is that the three streams help speak to different kinds of people in different circumstances with different needs. So when we're sharing Christ with other people, it's not a one-size-fits-all. How can we better be missional when it comes to using these three streams? There's a lot I haven't had time to cover this morning, such as how Anglicanism on the whole is a three-streams movement and how historically I think it's uniquely suited to, to be that, or how the three streams might impact our own personal spiritualities. In lieu of those things, what I've done for you is to provide a few articles uh, on the handout, which you can spend some time in further reading if you are interested. What I have done this morning is give you a lot of information. Some of you might be saying, that was way too much. Alas, what I hope that we've done this morning is this. First, that we'll leave here with a better understanding of these three streams of Christian spirituality. But second, that we'll have a deeper appreciation for the need of these three streams in our corporate life together. And finally, that each of us personally will be more willing to make a commitment to the health and to the unity and to the mission of our church as the three streams perish. Our aspiration... Our hope is that we would together be a people of, who are committed to God's word and to faith in the gospel, a people who are rooted and true to the historic church and to the sacraments, and people who are filled with the presence and the power of God's Holy Spirit. I hope you agree that that's a beautiful tapestry which to weave. I pray that you would commit yourself to it, appreciate it, and seek to understand and engage with the various ways which God has gifted this church, his whole church, for the building up and for the spreading of the gospel. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.